Whether it's bad planning, bad luck, bad timing, or bad inventions, well-intentioned bad decisions have plagued history for thousands of years. Welcome to Historic Hindsight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going to talk to you about cowboys! In Texas! In Waco, Waco Texas! Waco, yeah, Texas, cowboy Cowboys! Yeah! They're not. <laughs> no, I think it was more the tech that the cowboys that came in to uh, to quash these innocent religious souls, Johnny. They were just okay, so trying what? to to spread their love and their gospel in their own little way and set up their own little kingdom outside of you know the United States where they could be free to do what they want. Oh, this is a this is a cult thing. I we don't use those words. Okay, on, this yeah, is okay. No, this is something that cult. might be yeah, considered that. Uh, yeah, aside from it being basically a trump card in Apples to Apples circa 2005 and 6, uh, I, yeah. I don't know much about Waco. You don't know anything about Well, uh, buckle up. You're, you're going to get a little angry nice at this episode. It is not a nice, not lighthearted a light, episode. It's not a lighthearted cult that ended in fun shenanigans? No, and I've been, I've been wanting to do this one for a while, and I've kind of wanted to do like a, uh, shit our government did to us kind of thing. Uh, but I, I kind of held off because I thought, well, last year was a bit rough for everybody at home, so maybe not do awful, horrible things all the time. Try to and keep, then now it's yeah. like, yeah, we're a year into it. I got to get this episode out. I want to do this episode. So. I mean, by this time, everybody's numb to the pain and horrible, horrible things that have been going on. And yeah, they're, they're ready for it. They'll be fine. Yeah, they're ready for it. I don't uh, know if I am. Is- well, well <laughs> this is uh, also known as the Waco siege or the Waco massacre. So, spoiler alert! Oh God, it doesn't okay, well. it doesn't go well for one party. It was a time when the ATF went out to serve a warrant for illegal firearms and uh, and child molestation in 1993, and okay. wound up engaging in a oh, nearly wait. two month. Oh yeah, the glaze over the whole child. 1993? No, no, 1993. Yeah, no. yeah, this is yeah, this is recent. Yeah, I thought this we were is like, like ten years ago. Tra- nope. <laughs> You're old. Uh, I, I thought we were traveling way back to like legit cowboy days, but no. No, this, this, is, no, this is 1993. 1993. Uh, and, uh, okay. So they go to serve this warrant, and they wind up getting themselves in a two-month-long siege with uh, you know with them that winds up burning children. So yay, government! The ATF went and yes, and, and they had warrants for presumably. Alcohol, tobacco, or firearms. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. It's there the ATF, yeah. 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 You'd you, be good on that. You'd be good on that, but but you'll you'll find something that isn't alcohol, tobacco, or firearm related okay. that they get a warrant for that is a little odd. But yep. Okay. Um but and then and then they just they see like the people hole up. What do you mean? Uh, it turned into a mm-hmm, siege. Mm-hmm. Like they barricaded well, what, what kind of well, fortress let me, are they? Yes. Let let me uh, let me paint the whole the whole the whole picture for you here. Let's, we're yeah. just gonna we're gonna run through it because if we don't start running through it, this is gonna be a tw- like five hour long episode. So uh, we have to start with the Branch Davidians is the uh, is the cult that we're gonna be talking about. Although um, just at this particular time, just it's like okay. Anyways, uh, they are a sect of Seventh Day Advocates that uh, believed in the literal interpretation of the Bible, specifically in regards okay. to the end days, uh, when evil would be punished and righteous would be rewarded. So, uh, this is all actually essentially Kellogg Serial's fault 
Uh, and if you don't understand that reference, go watch our Kellogg episode, and it'll explain all of that. Uh, they would have uh, many different break-offs of the Branch Davidians throughout the years. Uh, group leaders would gain in popularity and get moved out, all that fun stuff. Um, as a group gained popularity, they moved their church to the hilltop several miles east of Waco, Texas, and they named it Mount Carmel. This is now their new uh, their city on a hill, you know, the whole oh, nice, religious yeah. Christian thing that they That'll do. be good for when the next flood comes to wipe yeah, everybody exactly. out. Um, but things, you know, when you get a group of religious people together and you have a charismatic leader and then you have somebody else who comes along and says, I don't really like that charismatic leader, oh. you tend to have a civil war that develops in the, in your church. A division. I, is, I mean, it's a church. It's not going to be a civil war. Uh, no, there was definitely a civil war in this church in the 80s that split the church into two. Oh. With uh, with some some fun infighting. And, uh, and you know, this is just, you know, this is what happens at your daily Presbyterian church, right? This is just, this is normal. Uh, out of this civil war, Vernon Howell would lead his group from Palestine, Texas. So you had a split. You had Vernon Howell move his group to Palestine, Texas. He's going to decide that Palestine's... <laughs> right. I said the same thing. <laughs> but he's going to say that, you know what, Palestine's not nearly as awesome as Mount Carmel. So he will uh, uh. legitimately lead a raid against the Mount Carmel uh, branch. And I'm glossing over a ton of stuff because I have to. Uh, but long story short, Cliff uh, Vernon Howell, version. yeah, Cliff notes, uh, Vernon Howell takes over Mount Carmel, tells everybody that he is a Messiah sent from God, and begins, you know, begins collecting the members' wives uh, for himself. And this is where okay, I feel quick. 100% comfortable saying that this is a cult. If your um, if your church has a leader that that demands that you give his wife your wife to him, yeah. and he has all the women as his own wife, and he's the only one who's allowed to sleep with those women, you yeah. you're probably in a cult. No, I'm in a, I'm in an arrangement kind of like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it's fine. Does Ashley know? <laughs> Uh, okay, so real quick, the uh, Mount Carmel, this church that was built there, it's not just like uh, a, a church down the road that people go to. This is people are living at yes, it. Is this it a is a, this is a, it's a yes, this is a community. compound. This is a yeah, this okay. is a community. This is a compound. This is a a very large building that has a barracks. It has a church that's in there. It has you know a food storage shelter it's got bomb shelters it's got an armory it's okay. got you know it's a okay. multi-story so compound they... that that's self-sufficient it does have uh, water storage tanks on the roof it has a plentiful stockpile of, of military rations so they are they're really going gung-ho oh. about this whole thing yeah so i mean okay and so that's how it can be taken over that makes more sense i thought i i just pictured them walking into a church building and being like no, oh, this, this is ours very... now but this no, was this, a, very, this was property yeah. takeover. <laughs> this was property takeover. It was a very large compound, uh, and it, it actually does. The Branch Davidians gain popularity, and they actually have uh, dozens of British uh, nationalists that move over to Waco, Texas, and like set up there. So it's not just some off the wall crazy shoot that's just you know, to Waco, Texas. It actually has members from yeah. all over the world. So you know. All right. I mean, that, as most religions will, people will, will latch on to the people who you know end up in cults and have that kind of mentality will tend to latch on to things. So. Yep. It'll and, uh, and, and Texas law, at least at the time, um, age of consent was, was not 18 or even 16. With parental consent, hell, you can get it down to all the way to 14. So. Oh, come um, on. And 93? That, that was, was late observed. 80s? 
that was observed really well with with this particular group although polygamy is is not legal in texas but as long as they're just but, uh having relations and not you know, oh no! He marries. He marries law. every. He oh. pretty much marries every woman that's in this uh, this compound. Pretty much makes it so that. Uh, well, in the eyes the of God, because he doesn't. He didn't get married to the state, right? Well, yeah, no, okay. no. It's the eyes of God. Now the trouble's going to begin because in America we love our guns and we love our women, but if you have multiple wives or the rumor of diddling children, we don't have that here in America. We don't. Yes. We don't Texas stand for in particular. It. Texas in particular, <laughs> so. unless unless you happen to be really wealthy, and then we ignore it and look the other mm. way. But j- random neighbor that's a cultist, child diddling. No, we're going to look into it. So um, it doesn't take long before the nosy neighbors and judgmental Karens of the world start looking at the place, going, mm, "That's a little odd." Well, okay, so but, rumors... but in this instance, thank you um, for <laughs> reporting. Uh, the the bad things that well, you saw okay, in, yeah, in but, this but, instance in particular. But, yeah, but bear with no. me. So the rumors of the Branch Davidians start to spread around Texas, and people begin rightfully questioning some of the actions that's happening at the camp, and reports come into local child protective services of abuse, both physical and sexual, at the camp. Those claims are investigated and um, and unsubstantiated. Ooh. And, and uh, I will tell you with my history of working in, in child protective services, it's not like that doesn't surprise me because, you know, especially physical abuse, you have to have somebody you have to have a kid. You have to see it. You have to see the physical abuse, you know, the bruises. And yeah. in most states, uh, corporal punishments legal. You can spank them. There's just that line of you probably don't right. leave marks and bruises. So if they're not leaving substantial marks and bruises, the kids aren't saying they're scared of their parent. And especially with sexual abuse, if the kids aren't acknowledging it or aren't talking about it, then there's right. not a whole lot. That, that child protective services could do. So they did investigate it, but, the, you know, their hands are kind of tied because burden not of proof really is being hard cooperative. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, the burden of proof is hard, and they're not cooperating all that well, but just enough to, like, there's no problems here. Yeah. And, and of course, or, or at least are, nothing we can do about anything going on here. There's also isolation, so the kids themselves don't know, like, this isn't normal. Right, and yeah, well, that's the other, yeah, the kids are brainwashed. They're, they're taught, yeah. Is everything okay? Well, yeah, everything's yeah. the only thing yeah. I've ever known. So what? why would that not be okay? Yes. Now, uh, before I move on, I have to give everybody out there, especially the, the foreigners, that uh, we have some law notes that uh, you need to understand before this whole thing kicks off. So in America, you can legally own a machine gun. If you have the proper paperwork, pay the proper taxes, go through the proper background checks, although it's a really hard thing to do because you can't actually own, like, any machine gun made post-1986, I think, or something like that is... So you could get you a very manufacturer early... for commercial sales after that. So you have to get an early machine gun that had to have been registered prior to that date and all this other kind of stuff. But you can do it. So so machine guns are legal to own. Uh, also, okay. are grenades. They're also legal to own, assuming you have the proper background checks and how do you go about getting pay your tax stamps for that? Just yeah, those are Yeah, those. Yeah, those are. Well, no, <laughs> those are those are destructive devices, and uh, you have to get uh, fill out a specific ATF form and mail it in and wait like usually six months to a year before they approve you, and then you have to do that for every device that you have. So if you want three grenades, you've do you have to do tell that. them why you want live grenades to explode? Well, no, no, no. You, you don't have to tell them why you want live grenades. That's not a that's not a part of the question, Johnny. It should be. That's not a part of the question. No. Uh, what uh, What are you gonna do with these? I'll blow up pumpkins. Blow up pumpkins. Yep. So you and these are things that it's it takes a lot, but you can actually do it. 
Um, you can also get guns mailed to you through the mail with the right licenses. Uh, I have yeah. uh, an, a, a what's called a Curion Relic license, so if the gun's manufactured pretty much prior to the last 50 years, I'm able to buy that gun from wherever and get it mailed to me directly to my door because I've gone through all the proper federal background check paperwork. If you are an FFL dealer that can buy and sell guns, you can get those guns mailed right to you. Um, and, of course, if the gun in the United States is older than, uh, than 1899, it's not considered a firearm at all. It's an antique, and you can get it mailed directly to your door. So I'm going to guess that all of these little uh, caveats, like the licenses and everything, all, all cost some, some amount of money. Uh, that they're really after yes. and not really. Yeah, it's, ta it's taxes. <laughs> it's all about taxes, yeah. It's also super important to note that the Branch Davidians supplemented their income by running a legal FFL-licensed gun shop and would go to gun shows and sell their stuff. And they even had their women make little paramilitary vests oh, that you uh, that cute. you see all the uh, that you see all the, uh, the, the, the guys on the TV wearing that are proud military boys but never yeah. actually served a day in their life. Yeah, they huh. make those vests for those guys to buy. And they would go to gun stores and do that, which is... All 100% perfectly legal. Sure. Now, I clarified all of this because in May 1992, Chief Deputy Daniel Weinberg uh, of the McLean County Sheriff's Department, which is Waco, uh, notified the ATF that a local UPS driver, well, he notified him that a package had broken open destined for the Davidians that contained firearms, black powder, and inert grenades, all of which 100% legal broken to open. that group. Yeah, broken. Yeah, exactly. Broken open. Like, did it really break open? Or yeah. You crack that shit open yourself and look at it. You were <laughs> suspicious. But again, all of that stuff, by what we know of the Davidians and what, like, licenses they had. It, it's inventory. It's legal. It's legal. Them, and their, the inert grenades. Shop. I also have to note that the inert grenades, if the grenade's not live, there's no explosive in it. It's a paperweight. You can yeah. mail it, ship it's it, decoration. buy it. There's, yeah, there's nothing. There's no legality on that whatsoever. You it's just a, a hunk of metal. It looks suspicious, but you can buy a crate of them. No. On June 9th, the ATF would uh, would open up an investigation, although a quick check of their own records would have indicated that the Davidians held a proper FFL license, and the whole thing could have been handled by a check of their FFL license. They could have just called the dealer and said, hey, look, we want to check your records. Can we do that real quick? And, and if you're an FFL dealer, like you have to, like yeah. I have to keep records of everything I buy and sell, which I can't sell on my license, but everything I buy, I have to keep records of. And uh, and if the ATF comes knocking on my door and says, I want to see your records, your, your acquisitions, now, disposition records, I have to show it to them. Do you think they Simple knew that. that they had a license and just wanted to actually get All, on property? And they're like, uh, we know we can do this, but we're not going to. We're going to pretend yeah. that. We have they to should do this have known because it's the ATF and all the licenses are handled through the ATF. So you would assume there's so a database. It's it's of... safe to assume that people knew they just they it, they were curious. They wanted to check out the people's camp and it, like MTV crib style. Wasn't that getting popular around ninety three or four? I I think you might not be uh, off too far from that. So on July thirtieth, the ATF actually would wind up sending Agent uh, David Aguilera. Uh, to visit the Davidian gun dealer by the name of Henry McMahon. Is uh, that Christina's who, who said, brother? <laughs> right. <laughs> it could be. Uh, it could be the McMahon's. Um, uh, what is it? The WWE guy. Uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, it could be his. It could be his son. Who knows? Anyways, uh, that dealer offered the ATF on the spot. Said, "Hey, look, I can get David Koresh on the phone right now. He says, come on out to the to the compound. Okay. Look at the records. Look at the guns. Let's go." And David Aguilera said, "Now nah, we're not going to do that." But that's what this is about, right? 
this you'd want to see that shouldn't you want to see that that's too easy we gotta go gung-ho johnny these 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 davidians are molesting children okay well that guy has like 50 wives but that's not purview of the atf but that's part of why they're gung-ho about this is they're hearing these rumors so they're like well we can't have that so we got to go do something about it that's then call the fbi call your local sheriff department that's not that's not that's that's not your job don't do that uh sheriff howell told the atf on several occasions who's another sheriff in the area that says uh guys just talk with co you know uh, uh david koresh who's now the leader by the way i totally skipped over that and i apologize no, vernon geez. howell vernon howell would change his name to david koresh once he took over the compound and that's when he's like i'm god i'm a messiah Why? i don't know I, i'm sorry what was his know. what's his name that he changed it to he it was vernon howell to david koresh David Koresh is the name that yeah. he chose to uh, be the holiest name, presumably, since yes, he is presumably. now God. Uh, he's David. a messiah, yes, yeah. yeah. David Dave. Koresh. Dave. So, uh, <laughs> Dave Koresh in it. So the local sheriff, Sheriff Howell, had like a relationship with this compound, had a relationship with David Koresh, and said, just talk to the guy. He's reasonable. Like, it's all you got to just go. I mean, he'll weird you out a little bit because he'll try to convert you, but... Like, you know, right. just go talk to him. ATF a mostly instead, harmless weirdo. ATF instead, well, well. It's what they were like, that was yeah. the, the image they were trying to portray. So as this, as this goes on, I'm going to really harp a lot on the federal authorities. But I'm not saying that there was nothing wrong going on at the Davidians. I'm just painting a picture of what should have probably happened versus what actually did happen. And in, in some of the legal questions as how so things started. Is a lot of this the ends justify the means type situation? Where uh, you don't want the no these ends. What happens oh, do not no. justify the means. No, no. Okay. This was, but but th- maybe that was their thinking. I don't know. The ATF instead think that they wanna they wanna investigate some more. Even though they've had a free offer into the compound to go look. No, no, no. We're gonna investigate. Right, that's what, and we're gonna yeah, that's what I was saying. We're right, gonna investigate to this by. Uh, by setting up a surveillance team that was right across the street from the compound, uh, they sent 30-year-old agents who claimed that they were college students, but none were in lo- in- enrolled in any of the local schools. They didn't keep hours that would be what college students kept. So right off the bat, the Davidians go, hey, that's, nope. it's the ATF, guys. Those are feds. Clearly so, feds. So you want to know they what happened? smell a fed from a mile away. What's that? This is like kind of the very beginning of that, that sort of technology boom that we ended up having i think they got some new toys in and radar and and monitoring listening type devices i think they got some new toys and they're like guys we can't go in and look at everything because then how are we going to justify these expenses we have to use these and then we can monitor them from far away and we'll just pose as a bunch of college kids uh you know a la any 90s uh rom-com where you know some old person goes and poses as a high school kid, and they'll be they'll be good to go. Yeah, uh, Johnny, I, I guarantee you that's 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 what happened. Uh, they got gung ho, and they wanted to use some of the new equipment. They wanted to justify some of their spending because what winds up coming out of yeah. all of this, you would. Uh, oh my God, you you well, bear with me, buckle up. All right, I'll 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 so, hear about it later. That's all right. So they they set everything up. They're doing their surveillance. They're already like 
we know this is a joke. Uh, it is now when they become overtly concerned with the women and multiple wives that they are seeing from across the compound. Ah. Not in my, not in the That's ATF they... jurisdiction. Not uh. in my, not in Waco. Oh, and not in Texas. Are you not kidding me? In. Texas. Oh, that's like, uh, I mean, I know it's not actually the heart of the Bible Belt, but that's like, that's like the biggest organ in the Bible Belt. It's yeah, the skin the <laughs> yeah, of the Bible Belt, the, if you that's will. That's the, that's the, that's the whole central nervous system of the Bible there, Belt. Okay, that's probably better than the skin. <laughs> in, uh, in order to gain access, uh, the ATF claims that the compound is illegally modifying AR-15s with M16 trigger packs to make them fully automatic. Oh. They point out... Is uh, that that's an out, illegal thing that's actually illegal? That is illegal, yeah. You cannot, you cannot take a semi-automatic gun and convert it to fully automatic. Uh, uh, that, is, that is, well... Were bumper stocks a thing there then? Is no, that... no, not then, no. no okay, no, that's no, a newer thing. And that, that's but that's thing. basically what that does. But that gets around it because it's not converting; uh, it's just making you do it automatically. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. And you, you can get a manufacturing license to manufacture machine guns. They didn't have one, so okay. to take a semi-automatic gun and convert it to fully automatic, and it, what they with what they have is is one hundred percent illegal. All right. All right. So but if they were saying, doing that, they're breaking the law. They have they have no knowledge that this is happening other than the fact that they see that that they've made multiple parts kit purchases. So you can go out and buy what's called a parts kit, which is every bit of the gun minus the receiver. And you can get okay. it shipped in your house. Yeah. So and there's nothing wrong with that. That's not that's not illegal. And a lot of people okay. will take you know, will take a parts kit, let's say from an M sixteen, and make a yeah. semi automatic rifle out of it because they want like in a Vietnam era M16, like I thought about doing this, I haven't yet, but I thought about doing it. Perfectly okay, legal, I, nothing I, wrong with that. I'm sorry, I'm gonna dumb us down, and you may want to cut this out. What exactly do they send you, and what what's the part they don't send you? They, they the send receiver? you everything. What's so that? the receiver, yeah, the receiver is what's in the United States. It's the serialized component of the gun that is what's called the legal firearm. So. On an AR-15, that is the lower block of metal that sits underneath the upper receiver. So the, where the trigger group is, that's that's the firearm in the United States for an AR-15. Or an okay, M16. so the so basically the mechanism that allows the bullets to pass up through into a chamber and then activate that and make it go boom. Y yeah, yeah. Is it is it Yes, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, for me. Yes. Um, and so, but they sent you everything else, including all the internal okay. compartments, uh, components to that, to that lower receiver. So when you okay. buy an M16 parts kit, you are getting the components that are the full automatic trigger pack. Now, with that uh, said, you cannot, okay. you, you cannot just take the trigger components from an M16 and put them into an AR-15. They will not fit. They will not work. You have to modify the receiver of the AR-15 okay. for all that to happen. Which is illegal. You can't do that. Okay, Don't and that's that. part of why that's the 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 guts of it is because it's set up specifically for a specific thing, and it's to yes. adapt. You have to modify it, and so yes. that's kind of yeah. why that setup is the actual gun. Yes. Well. Okay. Yes. For dumb people. Yes, for dumb people. Yes, and yes, in general, yes, but. 
There are of a lot of guns exceptions. that the yeah. serialized component that's the receiver is not. Yeah. Like, not the good. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, like, we'll for, cover those uh, uh, later. That's another, that's a later, that's a later date. Now, um, so they they say that they're gonna they're illegally modifying these guns because they're buying parts kits and they have AR-15s on the compound. So by default, they must they must be making illegal guns. Which isn't okay, so it's conjecture. Though. True. They're assume, conjecture. they're making some assumptions about what they're doing. They're making with some the parts good assumptions, uh, but they are able to get a warrant based on what's called uh, a very controversial regulation in the ATF called constructive possession. Now, what this is designed to do is it's designed to to make it so you can't have all the parts for a machine gun and just like you can't have an illegal machine gun and then disassemble it and say well it's not an assembled gun so it's not a machine gun that's what it's designed to do okay the problem with constructive uh, possession is it's very very vague um for instance in the united states you can't have a, a shotgun with a barrel that's shorter than x you know, it's eight, I think it's 18 inches. can't have a shotgun barrel that's shorter than 18 inches. Otherwise, you have to have a special permit. So theoretically speaking, if the ATF wanted to be a bunch of assholes, if you own a shotgun and you own a hacksaw, the ATF could say you're in constructive possession of a short-barreled shotgun because you have a hacksaw with the intention of cutting the barrel off. Because you would be able to create it. So because they're basically saying if you have the machinery to do a thing, it's, a, it's assumed that you're doing the thing that is illegal. Yeah, If you have the capability. Yeah, it's a very, very controversial uh, uh, law, and it's usually more enforced I mean, I, with. I have the capability it, to burn down my house, but just that doesn't mean I'm gonna. It's more enforced with I have a pistol, and I want to put a rifle stock on it. That's okay. illegal without the proper permits. So if you own a pistol with a stock that could fit that pistol, that's what it's designed to enforce. So why might one want to do that? Oh, because you can shoot a you can shoot a rifle a hell of a lot easier than shoot a pistol, and it's so a it's short barrel rifle. Basically, it turns so it's a stabilizer it, and for aiming ability. Yeah, it, okay. it, it it turns it into a short barrel rifle, and uh, and a lot of people like short barrel rifles. Uh, I I have full intention on one of my guns to put a to the MP40 that you saw on a, a few videos earlier. It is it is a pistol. It does not have the foldable collapsing stock on it. I want to get the foldable collapsing stock on it, but before I do that, I've got to go through all the paperwork and register it as a short-barreled rifle, and then I can buy the stock, and then I can install the stock on the gun. Okay, I, we'll have to we'll do something on that. This I, is I, all. I, yeah, I we'll, yeah, you're you're we're, we're off. Just know. Let's that get to Waco. Right we'll now, get off of yeah. the guns. Okay. What they're doing right now isn't technically illegal, but they've got a warrant because they think that they're constructively in possession of parts that could make a machine gun. So, because they have the ability said, to do something illegal, they want to check it out. Yeah. yeah. With all that said, the warrant is officially obtained on February 25th, 1993. The affidavit of the warrant mentions an official statement by the UPS driver that mentions black powder, aluminum powder, cardboard tubes, inert grenades, and 50 AR-15 magazines. Uh, funny enough, no guns were actually mentioned in his official affidavit. That's, again, and for, a again. Gun, for a gun seller, that's inventory, right? Yeah. And the only thing that's a little, like, is the aluminum powder and cardboard tubes. But again, none of that stuff's illegal on its own. You can get black powder shipped to you. You can get all that stuff shipped to you. None of that's... Yeah. Actually, Maybe everything that's on that list... Got a deal. Everything that's, yeah, everything that's on that list is 100% you can ship to your house with no questions. Well, you can ship to your house with no law violations. You might be Apparently, there are going to be some questions asked if you get those things shipped uh, to your house. It also, mentions, uh, it also mentions a report from a farmer that was a, it was a neighbor of Mount Carmel who said that... Uh, 
Well, he was in he was in the Vietnam's Johnny, and he knows what oh, machine dude. guns sound like, and he knows yeah. what fifty caliber machine guns sound like, and he says that he swears he heard fifty caliber machine gun guns going off on that property, and at least fifteen AR-15s that were converted to M16. First off, bullshit. Like, yes, Is, okay. you can tell the difference between different guns, and you can kind of sure. sort of get an idea of what gun is firing. But there's no way this Joe Smith's Marmor. I don't care. I don't care what war he fought in. Was say, that's an M16 firing, and that's a Browning 50 cal. No fucking way. By the way, I'll go ahead and spoil. There was no 50 cal machine guns found on the property at all. That's I was so going to add. So real quick. Uh, 50 cal i always associated with sniper rifle type well, because there is that's what we use it for more now than okay the but there is there are so there are 50 cal machine guns yes yeah, Those yeah. Sound it's actually insane. the oldest yeah it's actually the oldest gun in our military service is the is the browning m2 machine gun yeah it's like a, that it's a big boy. the oldest the oldest one that's still yeah, yeah, it was made in like 19, I think it was made in 1919, everybody's going to make fun of me at home for not knowing this, but it was probably made in 1919, and it's still been in use since, and it's been in full okay, use so, since World War II. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, that's, that's horrifying, but okay, yeah. go ahead. It works. Um, by the way, the affidavit admits that nothing inherently is illegal in what's going on. So the affidavit, the ATF fully admits that there's actually nothing illegal going on. Okay, on well then get the hell off my property. And they still get a warrant for this. What? The warrant is still issued. It makes no sense. But the warrant does say you have until February 28th, 1993, between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. to uh, to issue the said warrant. So from the 25th to the 28th, you have three days to uh, to serve this warrant. Okay. And the raid planning already gets off with just absurd stupidity. So the, the warrant allowed them to search the property and arrest Koresh, uh, uh, David Koresh, uh, who uh, and several other members of what? Of, yeah. Right, but that's what the warrant allows the arrest. Sus- wait, uh, wait, on the suspicion of suspicion that they the might be nothing illegal that they're doing. Yes, uh, and then allows them to search the property. Uh, so logically, you would say you would pick, you know, David Koresh up on one of his, you know, runs into town because he rides his motorcycle in town all the time. He this drives his would be easy. town all the time. So you think, okay, why he's in town? And the sheriff says he's in town all the time. The ATF says, oh well, he stopped making runs into town when you know, you know, when we showed up. He didn't. He was still making runs into town all the time. They but just, yeah. They yeah, said, right. no, we can't do that. So we're gonna have to raid the compound. They just want to see it. They just want to know how cool it is, but they don't want to get converted. They're worried. They yeah, know. Worried. They know the and, truth. Um, and their plans are, are what's called the big show, and they want they want as much assets as they can under the property. And since it's the 90s and we've got the war and drugs in full swing, if you want yeah. military assets like helicopters or assault Oh, that's right. All, all the drug all the drug. Uh, dealers all you have needed to do, their their military grade yeah, weapons all, to protect yeah, their all, yeah. All you have to do to get the military equipment for your raid is uh, is say that there are drugs going on. So the ATF in the last minute throws on this caveat: we think they're manufacturing methamphetamine too. There it is. Yeah. And so they get military assets. Now this is also where it becomes controversial because in the United States, the federal government cannot send federal troops. To, to enforce any law in the United States at all. The only way now, military what, what assets... constitutes as federal troops? Is that our, our armed forces? Our, 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 our Exclude, army. Ex- yeah. Excluding yeah. the National Guard. Excluding National Guard. So if you want military to be deployed... It's in the a National state, Guard. It's the National Guard. But the problem with this comes from is some of these assets that are obtained, including a couple of the helicopters, 
aren't from Texas. They're not Uh-oh. Texas National Guard. So, so did did another state send their their local National Guard? No, they they just the they compound? they they flew that they flew the helicopter, dropped it off, and let the Texas National Guard have you know borrow it. But it wasn't no. it was not originally Texas. So there's a well, it's the technicality. Were the were the troops operating it? Na- the Texas National. It sounds. I mean, it sounds like they borrowed yeah, equipment. Well, not well, not another. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's still it it. It's like I said, it's technicality, but it's anyways. Sounds and, like you're just still, trying to be this, mad at the government, Tommy. Well, okay, typical pawn. government pawn. I Wait. whatever. So what? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so this should be a DEA issue at this point. The DEA should be handling it, but nope, nope. It's ATF, the ATF. ATF really wants on that compound. They really want it all. Yeah. And uh, the DEA and D, you know, DOD, Department of Defense, were initially like, yeah, no, you can't, do, you know, like, sure. But then they thought they stopped for a second. They're like, mm, yeah, but, we're not super why? comfortable with There's you doing no... this because it's not that's what they say. It's not your jurisdiction. You've only had training on the helicopters at, at Fort Hood in Texas on the 25th and 27th. We're not really confident that you know what the hell you're doing with it. So they only gave them medical and communications equipment for the helicopters. But still, Wait. three three helicopters were given. It was uh, with medical uh, and communication stuff. Medical and communications, nothing else. No guns. They were given th- no guns. They were given three UH-60 Black Hawk helicopters. But the problem here is uh, the the ATF and the, uh, the the Texas National Guard guys that were in it ha- had had guns. Oh well, so okay, so they can sit out the side of the helicopter and fire down uh, like yep. GTA uh, style. Yep. Yep, yep. Was the Blackhawk exactly, that was exactly. a, that was a helicopter you got in GTA, right? Yeah, was it Blackhawk. Yeah, I th- probably. Yeah, I, it I might have guns on it though. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the guns are taken off, and it's only communication equipment, except for the guys inside who can carry their Bogus. own guns. Now, the ATF claims that their initial date to serve the warrant was going to be on March first, which is bullshit Wait, because that's, that's outside of the February twenty yeah. eighth. They had three days, twenty um, fifth through eighth. And they claim that they had to move up their uh, up their assault a day early because on February 27th, the Waco Herald Tribune starts publishing a series of articles entitled The Sinful Messiah. And this uh, exposes David Koresh's uh, mm. odd behaviors, including having fathered a dozen all children, the, having 140 wives, wives and mirroring wives. children as young as 12 or 13. Also, <laughs> there was uh, physical abuse and statutory rape accusations. Mm. And then, of course, you know, the whole machine gun thing. And then, of course, they kind of allude to the fact that the ATF's right outside waiting to come. Come in. Ah, uh, yikes! So that doesn't that doesn't bode well when this is published, where David Koresh is sitting at his newspaper. Oh shit! The ATS on the way. They could have waited a couple days. Could have. Like this wasn't. They didn't need the. It was before clicks. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> so Mount Carmel obviously had a heads up of what was going on. Also, um. It's not hard in, 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 in Waco to understand that something's about ready to kick off when, like, all of a sudden this small town has a shit ton more traffic in it. So Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you notice those caravans of, of National Guard rolling, rolling down the streets and over the <laughs> now, highways and into town. On February 28th, the raid kicks off. The raid is obviously dependent upon taking the facility by surprise, and the ATF agents are locked, loaded, and ready to go, and they have their blood type marked on their neck and permanent marker and on their sleeves, so if things go south, they're, they, you know, it helps, helps with blood transfusions. So they're okay. expecting 
they're expecting armed resistance. I, uh, you know, which prepare, to be fair, for me, the worst, you know, you know prepare yep. for the worst, ex- you know, hope for the best. Uh, they also don't notify local LEA what the hell's going on and what they're doing. So fuck them. That's why. What? But <laughs> you would think you'd have the sheriff on hand to help serve a warrant, but no. I also, so that when all of the 911 calls come rolling through, that because mm-hmm. there's, I don't know, helicopters in. in well, in Johnny, shit's you, going you down. call it because that's going to happen here in a little bit. Oh, the okay. ATF does have an undercover agent named Robert Rodriguez inside the compound who's been inside there for several months, I believe. Uh, oh, David so he's Koresh. Okay. No, David Koresh oh. uh, on the morning <laughs> tells him, he says, hey, 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 I know you're ATF. Like, don't lie to me. I know you're ATF, so just stop it. And and Rodriguez is like, what? I'm not ATF. <laughs> do, do you think Do you think David Koresh had that conversation with every single person in his compound? Yeah, he might have. He, he's uh, just like, he everyone, says, he's like, hey, I know it's you. I know you're the one that did this, and you're an insider. And, like, every single time somebody came in, he just did the exact same thing just to test him. Just the best one. Yeah, no. Uh, and, uh, and, and. And Robert Rodriguez is able to get out of the compound and warn the ATF that says, "Hey, look, they know you're coming." So, yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. of the newspaper article that they all published, call this off and and come up with a different plan. Maybe talk to him. Let me. Hey, they already know I'm ATF. I've been inside. Let me. Let me. Let me talk. Let me talk to him. Yeah, they didn't murder me when they found out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Now, uh, to make matters worse, there is a local USPS driver who tips off the local media, the KWTX TV, and says, "Hey, look, uh, the K- ATF's on their way, TV. and uh, they're going to go to the uh, they're going to go to Mount Carmel and have a rage. You guys might want to get out there and take some pictures." So the yes. media beats uh, the yes. ATF to the scene. <sighs> yeah, yeah roll it in with the because this is '93. They had their huge antennas yeah. on their vans. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, they were all there. Good. Did April O'Neil cover this? Yeah, April O'Neil, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, with the teenage mutant ninja turtles protecting her from getting shot when all the shit breaks loose. Now, oh, uh, by oh, the way, that UPS driver, okay, uh, the, or that USPS driver, sorry, he is uh, yeah. he is Koresh's brother-in-law. So, oh, one of what? his a million brother-in-laws because there's fifty wives that he has. So, I mean, yeah, most of know. the town's probably like at least tangentially related to him. <laughs> probably so at 9 45 in the morning the news is there and everyone knows what's up but that doesn't stop the atf even though robert Regas is like waving down the trucks as they're coming up like stop go stop uh, go back i this like isn't, uh-uh this isn't I, gonna be good i like the idea of this being like a funeral procession like where like everybody knows they're coming down the street coming down the aisle and, and everybody, uh, the camera crews are there and everything and they start rolling in and the cameras start rolling on them and everybody's, you know, that's what I like to like, think about. No, like. we're, hey, but Johnny, we got our blood type on our neck. We're locked and loaded. We're all wearing our SWAT shit. We're, they have, they have horse trailers full of ATF agents driving down the road to, to the cop. Uh, yeah. They're ready. To go. They're not, there's no stopping. Now, so what happens is David Koresh meets them at the front door and is like, hey, you got hey a guys. warrant. How about we talk about this? And this is where shit hits the fan because a shot is fired. Now, to oh. this day, we can't prove where the shot came from, who fired the first shot. It was Han. The ATF. 
Yeah, the uh, Han Solo fired the first shot. ATF claims that uh, the shot came from inside through the front doors. Uh, spoiler, one of those doors is suspiciously missing from the crime scene. After you can, all you can very easily, yeah, you can very easily determine whether where a bullet came from uh, in a door. Yeah. Just yeah, look at the door. Where's the door? A door. The branch, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. gone. A door. Yeah, it just disappears from the scene and is never found again because the Davidians claim that 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 specific door only had incoming rounds coming into it. Now the other, it's a double set of front doors. Now the other side of the door did have incoming annex going, but they claim that was just when they started returning fire. But they're trying to point to the okay, one so door somebody shot that has one only shot. incoming fire as saying that's that was them firing first. Okay, but okay, so a shot was fired and then. What? All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Now, everybody starts uh, just shooting? Everybody starts... So, everybody. Everybody on both sides just start opening up on each other. And just, I assume, yeah. like, running back, taking cover, doing the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type, ah, whatever. shit, we're gonna shut up. Yeah. yeah, now, the the other theory is that the ATF also indicate that one of their agents could have accidentally shot around. Oops. In their own reports. Because these are a bunch of amped-up paramilitary police that haven't ever had this kind of fun... And you're giving them all kinds of machine guns and fun equipment. You know, the things that they're going to take away from the people they have themselves. So, you know. Yeah, and, and, and real quick, I, that. And, well, I, and again, you can remove this. Uh, about the, you know, dress for the job you want type uh, yeah. mentality. You could see the difference in that with, uh, you know, the BLM protests and the cops who showed up. In riot gear, and, and then, then the Capitol the building, who yeah. they are dressed in just their uh, mall security gear. Uh, yeah, but and then the how Capitol those police go? Had the I don't think the Capitol police had a budget for uh, for riot gear. I mean, maybe they maybe should. They do. They probably should after this. Anyways, but in, but in any side, case, like the, a lot of hey, uh, my point is no, 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 apolitical. apolitical. My point is, my point is that. When you put on a certain outfit, you are expecting something certain... to happen. If I show up yeah. to a party and I'm wearing boxing gloves, I'm expecting to box yeah. at some point so, that night. So what your argument here is that if the ATF showed up in normal clothes and, and friendly knocked on a door and said, hey, we have a warrant, can we search your property? Yeah. It might not have resulted in machine guns getting shut off versus if they show up with full riot gear, yeah, military helicopters flying around, Guns pointed at them. It, you know. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm suggesting now, instead do what they do now and send your one GQ looking model that's like kind of got the scruff on his face, but he only wears blue jeans and he wears a button down with a he wears a bulletproof wanna, vest you, over the top. A, like you want that guy? Yeah. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, I'm on your side. I'm just like you. In fact, I used <laughs> to be there, but now look at me. I'm a cop. I'm holding the law. You want that guy to show yeah, up, you want that guy, and, yeah. and he can do now, it the, instead of yeah, instead of uh, you know Billy Joe cosplay with his the third the third mask. theory and probably the third theory and probably the most likely scenario is that the ATF dispatched what was called a dog team, which was sent to kill the dogs mm. in the kennel before the raid what? kicked off. So what? Yeah, they were sent to go wait, kill wait. the Davidians' dogs. Why they had dogs? Mm-hmm. Guard were they guard dogs or were they breeding dogs? Were they like 
I, I don't have the answers for those. Are they like the Amish where they're just like funding their entire lifestyle by uh, running Sorry, puppy don't. mills for PetSmart? <laughs> they could have. They could have. The Amish but, uh, run but... puppy mills for PetSmart. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyways, so the dog teams likely was the one who shot the first shot, killing some of the dogs. And then that's when all hell breaks loose. But in any case, no matter what scenario you look at, all so hell some, breaks loose. So because of some jackass wanting to murder a dog? Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that's what happened. Now, you've got the helicopters, the three helicopters that are flying around with the ATF. They all take fire and then go and land. And, of course, they do not return any fire. The ATF swear Because they don't have any guns. That, well, oh, wait, the dudes are. Well, yeah, the okay, dudes right, on yeah. They right, swear right. upside and down the other that no shots were fired from the helicopters into the roof, even though the Davidians all swear that there was. But, spoiler alert, there isn't anything left of the roof when this is all done. So, you can't. Can't prove I, it. There's no I wonder, evidence. I, please educate me. I wonder why there's nothing left of the roof after this well, is done. Well, you, this is well. You you'll get there. You have to wait. You got to be patient. Uh, so right the, now uh, there is still a roof. Probably bullets in it. Bullets through yep. both doors. Uh, I yep. imagine people are dying at this point. Yes, people are dying. There's bullets flying everywhere. The I imagine it's mostly hell, not like the a highly trained military people that are dying it's mostly well it's a little bit maybe a little bit of both uh by the by the atf had intel from a former member of the davidians uh this intel included locations of the arsenal where these guns these machine guns are supposed to be located important and um and all that information was shit like it oh it didn't it just was bad intel it was shit now do you think this is something that they may have moved around or it was just uh they they didn't fucking know anything it, yeah, it could it's just a guy who's like, oh, yeah, I w- no, I would. Guys, listen, I was way up. I was uh, three levels away from being a top priest. And uh, yeah, I know where everything is. It's totally fine. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, it could have been, it could have been that. Uh, by the by, uh, <laughs> the, all this information would turn out to be wholly not not the most accurate. And uh, and this would lead several of the guys into positions that were less than 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 ostentatious and there was videos that that you can if you want to be sadistic and go look at the actual raid the camera oh, crew's there oh, oh that's you right. you can oh. watch the raid you can watch the raid unfold mm. and you see atf guys take fire and get hit now within the minute of the shooting i'm not uh, see i i'm not i'm not used to us talking about things that like you can look up on youtube you can look up yeah you can look all the stuff up on youtube don't, uh, within the minute of the shooting started Within the minute of the shooting starting, Branch Davidian Wayne Martin calls 911. He's one of the higher-ups in the in the group. Actually, one of the higher-ups in the group. He calls 911, pleading for them to call the assault off. He He's audibly recording, like you stop, hear him on the 911 call, saying, there are children inside. They are shooting at us. We don't know what the hell is going on. He's calling the local authorities. The local authorities are going, we don't know what the hell is going on. What do you mean you're getting shot at? What the fuck is going on? Okay. Because, you know, the ATF never told the local Right, they never told them. They didn't know anything that was going on. And so it, there's just some battle going, some gunfight going on that the there's police are just now hearing mo- about. Several miles uh, east of Waco, yeah. Also, but when you consider all the accusations and everything, it's uh, it, it, it gets pretty disgusting why you, you suspect he might want to protect the children so badly. Well, okay. After forty-five minutes, damn it, Johnny. After forty-five minutes of shooting, uh, it starts to slow down because the ATF is starting to run out of ammunition. We didn't proper like if if you're gonna go in guns. The ATF ran out of ammunition. 
right? If you're going into raid uh, you a compound that. that you're expecting fire from, like you can give you guys more than a couple of magazines. Ac- alcohol, tobacco, and firearms cannot run out of ammo. Though they shouldn't it, ever, ever run out of ammunition. You can't do that. No. After two hours, Sheriff Lieutenant Lynch is able to negotiate a ceasefire with the ATF and the Davidians. But I say ceasefire and yeah, negotiate it. There was no negotiation. The ATF 100% ran out of bolts. They had nothing to continue. And they're like, oh. While they're um, still, while they're still, we you know. We want to stop. No. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. And. Good for them. And that's an important... Anyways, so at the end of this initial raid, there are four ATF uh, agents that are killed, 16 wounded. Uh, Koresh himself is wounded in the initial shots, with five killed in his group. Later, two more would be put out of their misery because they were mortally wounded with, like, gut shots and they were suffering, so... Yeah. Uh, now and an I, unknown number wounded. Now, the important it, I, thing I'm is here, shocked. The it, it seems... I'm sorry. I, I'm always just very... It sounds like it's this big gruesome thing, and then I, I understand the loss of you know five lives, six lives, and then the eleven. It's not and that 15 many. Were... I'm glad. It seems there should have been. More? I forget about the small uh, little thread that bullets the line travel. They travel like you expect that if you just start firing bullets into a place, it's gonna everything is gonna get hit. But the fact yeah, of the matter not... is, it's you take a piece of thread and you and you run it straight out the gun. And it's only that line that's going to... And I, I forget about that. And it, I felt yeah. like there should have been like 50 dead by now. No, no. and well, Which and is, I'm glad there's up, not. Yes, Again, I am too. But I'm like glad you bring it up good. because the the ATF claims that this was an ambush. Wait, that they ambushed them? That they were... No, that they... Yeah, that the Davidians <laughs> ambushed them. No, 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 no. Which, I was saying that the ATF ambushed yeah, them. Yeah, no, no. Because the, the, the they wanted to, but they, then, then the news yeah, report came yeah, out. Yeah, that's what they claimed. The problem with that claim is when the ATF started slowing down their shooting, so did the Davidians. Yeah, they're when like... The ATF uh, stopped shooting, so did the Davidians. And this is where it's really bad. If it before was the actual wanted, ceasefire... Yeah, if this was an ambush where all they wanted to do was kill the ATF, why the hell would they let the ATF come and collect all their wounded and dead? Um, why would they, when the ATF ran out of ammo, not just continue to uh, to shoot all, all of them? them? Right. It seems like it'd be so way easier, but at that time, because then you don't have so to worry. The... You're not just ah! like you can actually aim and and do something. Yeah, that's that's where the ATF story kind of falls apart for me. Now, real quick, and I got to run over this last part, these last part quick, because we're already starting to run a little bit long. Now, the FBI, they're going to take over the scene because the ATF fucked up. So the FBI, they take over. Uh, This results in the 51-day siege. The FBI is headed by Jeff Jam. Yeah, 51-day siege. The FBI uh, is headed by... So the the FBI just just straight up went, all right, we're going to do this like uh, classic movie style. Give me a bullhorn, and we're going to negotiate these guys down. Like yes, that's, that's, that's exactly, what the FBI yes. is trying to do. Oh well, my that's what, God! No, hold, nothing hold moves, on, Johnny. That's nothing moves fast no, no. in the federal government. No, no, that's what half the AT, that's what half the FBI is trying to do. The other half, the FBI is like, we're gonna go in with everything we got, and by everything we got, I got a list here of military vehicles that oh. they brought in. Uh, vehicles for okay. this. Yeah, for this siege, they bring in an additional to the three UH sixty Blackhawk helicopters. They bring yeah, in okay, two naturally. more. 
Uh, they bring in two more Bell UH-1 Iroquois helicopters. They bring in 9 to 10 M3 Bradley fighting vehicles, 4 to 5 M728 combat engineering vehicles armed with C2 gas, a.k.a. tear gas. Uh, they bring in two M1A1 Abrams tanks. Tanks! And one M88 tank retriever. All right, can we, a uh, real quick reminder, um, that this is uh, the location that they are sending all these to is a church. It is a church, yes. With with children and women inside. Lots of children. Well, being abused, and so surely they would much rather be uh, you uh, know, okay, vaporized okay. with cannon fire from a tank. Right. Now, the uh, the hostage rescue team is headed up by Commander Richard Rogers, who was criticized after Ruby Ridge, which is an incident that happens not too far from Waco, not too long before Waco, where the FBI may or may not have killed some innocent women. But he kept his job. And we'll do we'll do we'll do that. Kept his job later. and then was put on the next big uh, uh, case. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that episode later. And he had a tendency to override his superiors by bringing in tactical units that, you know, naturally by their presence would limit negotiations. So when you're bringing would murder fucking people. tanks, yeah, that are driving around, running over, literally running over the Davidians' cars, it's not sending the greatest negotiation message, is it? it again. How you dress is going to lead to how you behave in a situation. That's why you yep. dress for yep, success. Yep, yep. Put on a tie or a nice dress or a nice pantsuit or whatever when you go take the SATs. You'll do better. Yeah, it's, you'll do better. Uh, now, studies have um, been done. I'm going to really rush through a lot of this, so so bear with me. Uh, there's a lot more details into it. If you want to know more details, there is a phenomenal show. I think it's called Waco on Netflix. Great, like, 10-part miniseries show. Good good show. Yeah. Watch that. Anyways. Probably way better than this. Well, we're, we're drunk and we're funny-ish. At least we've got four or five people that are devoted to us that think we're funny. So thank you, you guys. Now, at first, the Davidians were able to um, have phone calls with local news media, and they're on the radio going. They're giving press conferences over the phone? They're giving press conferences radio, over the phone. Radio interviews? And, yeah, they're giving radio an interview. And the FBI's like, we can't have that. Cut off communications. So they cut off the communications because obviously I, we don't want I that. I love the but idea of still, like Frankie and the douche getting the uh, Yeah, Frankie and the live douche. live from the <laughs> from the compound <laughs> under siege. Yeah, well Frankie and the douche get cut off because the FBI cuts off their communication. Oh, that's a that that's tragic. Which is sad. Uh, negotiators of the FBI often criticize the tactical unit for being uh, for being assholes and tying their hands. Or like, we can't really negotiate if you're threatening to kill them with a friggin' tank. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, which is fair. Negotiators are able to get Koresh to release some of the women and children, not all, but some. Oh. His and least he favorite. He he did negotiate. Well, probably he did negotiate. Um, well, the thing is, Koresh and all the people inside said we weren't holding anybody hostage. Everybody was free to come and go. This is part of the whole radio thing. Like they brought right, cameras which in and showed true. that people were freed, which is kind of true, but kind of not but because they're brainwashed. Brainwashing yes. is a thing, yeah. and grooming, and it's all like, yes, you're free yeah, to all, go, but you've been brainwashed to not to. Uh, but but they are able to negotiate. The Koresha, hey, we'll come out, we'll surrender if you let me write my manifesto and, oh. and publish it and speak it over the and radio. Publish? Which, it's got to be published. Yeah. Well, they, he's going to he's 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 read it over the radio. Oh, okay. And well, the, it takes him several. Yeah. 
it does take him several weeks to write it and get it all ready to go. And he does publish it and he does, he'll speak it over the radio and then yeah. they don't come out. Good morning. This is Frankie and the douche bringing you live <laughs> from, from, uh, from Carmel mountain or Mount Carmel or whatever. Oh man. Anyways. So, uh, so Koresh reneges on his promise. And this really pisses off the Proud Boys. I mean, the FBI. It pisses off the FBI, who start doing less than ethical means, including cutting the power to the facility, blaring loud noises and music at at night, like all the time, so they can't get any sleep. And by loud noises, like, I don't know if it's true or not, but in the TV show, they've got, like, dolphins in the background. It's like, ee, ee, ee. That would annoy the shit out of me all night long. Uh. Anyways, and they flood the house with lights at night so they couldn't sleep. Right, yeah. Uh, So so psychological torture. Is what that is. They also know that there's limited water in the facility because the water tanks have been destroyed. They also uh, know that there's ooh. limited, there's no refrigeration at this point. So they know that that's going to cause babies to uh, to not have formula and, you know, not have milk and starve. Well, but so shouldn't all, all of the save... multiple wives all be kind of producing because yeah, they're that's... all just baby factories yeah, anyway? Yeah, they should be able to share yeah, those well, duties. I mean, yeah. They should be fine there. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the food situation is a problem. Yeah, no we're doubt. gonna save kids by starving them. That's how that's how right, we work yeah, in the United how, States. Yep. Like I said, outside the compound, there are the nine Bradley fighting vehicles carrying the uh, the M six fifty one CS tear gas grenades and ferret rounds and combat engineer vehicles with tear gas. <laughs> we're Jesus. having all fun. Boo, 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 boo. U.S. Army is patrolling the area. I mean, just like the DOD's <laughs> research 50. budget at work. 51 days this shit goes on. Not to mention the ass ton of like Humvees, personnel. There's a whole city set up around this, this, uh, this compound. This, this miniature city. Yeah. Essentially. Um, Like it's. Negotiators and the, uh, the hostage rescue team are at each other's throats. Negotiators are going like back off a little bit and let us do our damn job. It takes some time. And the, the HRT's like, we gotta go in now. They're hurting babies. Which is probably true. Which is probably true. But in April, the tactical team gets approval from Attorney General Janet Reno uh, to do an assault on the compound, citing children's safety concerns uh, in order to protect the 23 children that are still in the compound. So the raid solution to freeing these children is to release... uh, They're going to smoke them out with tear gas, Johnny. They're going to to get them to run out. Tear gas... Mm-hmm. into the facility to get everybody to run out. Now, they yeah. know, and the FBI admits to Janet Reno that we know that the adults have gas masks, oh, but they shoot. don't make gas masks small enough for children. So their thought Wait, why? we're going to save... Uh, I don't know. They just don't make gas masks small enough for children, or they didn't have gas masks small enough for children in the compound. All right. All now, right. Come on. Um, Come on, prepping companies. Get with it. Start making some, some Preppers have kids. Now... Now, they're telling this to Janet Reno, and they say, so our goal here is that we're going to tear gas them out, and we know the tear gas is going to be ineffective to the adults, but it's going to really hurt the children. And so to save the children, we're going to gas the children, and then the parents will feel sorry for the children that they'll come out. And Janet Reno's like, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Of course, yeah, because immediately what will happen is is all the adults will put their gas masks on, the children will run out into the open arms of our... Uh, National Guard and FBI uh, military, whatever the hell we have there, and everything will be fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Uh, and um, I also have to say that 
It is a known fact that sea, you know, the tear gas is extremely flammable. There have oh. been multiple instances. Really? All tear of, gases? Yeah, this, this, the, 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 the gas that they were using is, is extremely flammable. Oh. They know it's extremely flammable. There are multiple incidences in FBI history where they have mm-hmm. deployed it and then, and oops, a fire. On account Keep of just mind. a spark? What? I mean, what, what I, Anything. You're not, spark, you don't know what but, the tear gas is made of, right? Yeah, the I, composition I don't know, of it. Right, but I will say this. Right. By the way, if you don't know this, uh, according to the Geneva Convention, you cannot use tear gas in war. It is a war crime. So if the oh, United right, States yeah, were absolutely. to say tear gas Bosnia, yeah. war crime. But if the United States were to tear gas its own people, that's just a Sunday night. No, I mean, it, yeah, it's fine in Portland and Boston and Atlanta and I, I don't know any of those D- blue cities. DC, well, DC in certain circumstances. Anyways, well, even yeah. leading, uh, it, yeah, hey, not even leading up to the, uh, we don't, even we leading up to the, uh, <laughs> damn it, even leading up to the final raid, Koresh releases. Uh, <laughs> or tells 11 of its members to leave the compound. These 11 would be material witnesses later in trials. Ah, uh, shoot, 19th, so they got caught. <laughs> yeah, they get caught. Well, they get really, they get, well, they're, they're leaving the compound into a yeah. well, whole surrounded siege. Hey, guys. They're going to get caught. We're gone. Uh, now, I was there by mistake. 19th, on April 19th, the raid kicks off and the FBI over loudspeakers say, these vehicles are only deploying gas. Do not fire on us. This isn't assault. We're just deploying harmless tear gas. That's a war crime. But ignore that. That's all we're doing. I mean, the tanks are literally taking their, driving into the building and yeah. pumping gas through the barrels. So, so um, but it's not an assault. I, we're just, I, I we're think- just. You add yes. you ad lib there a little bit with what their quotes were as far as when they were driving their tanks into it, right? They didn't actually say that this is a war crime and we're we're doing no. They, anyway. they didn't say that part. They said we're not assaulting you. We're just releasing gas. They were just yeah. yeah they uh. So what happened was they accidentally put it in a drive, went forward a few feet. Oh shoot! My cannon punctured your your fortress if, wall, um, and now uh, gas is leaking out of it. If that's not bad, that's they have M seventy nine. They have N seventy nine grenade launchers. So they got oh. people standing around with grenade launchers, which is this Vietnam thing that shoots a forty millimeter grenade full of CS. You know the the the, the tear gas. Uh, they got the, and they're like they're sitting on the street going boom boom. Like you've seen yeah. the riots. Like have you ever yeah. seen any riot in the United States? You see them with a gun and they shoot it like gas canisters at people. Yeah, that's that's. So yeah, and, and it's usually so it's a military like a military type like it's, or a police yes. type like shotgun with a uh, a canister attachment, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah, put a, yeah, you basically. put the canister on it and then it shoots that instead of the, the bullets. It does make a really fun. Sound. They go poom. They, yeah. they, they go poom. They're kind of fun. Yeah. To, you know, when it's, yeah. when it's harmless then, things like thud. tear gas, it's fun. When they run into yeah, somebody's chest <laughs> that they shot from five feet that's, away. That's the that's the that's the rubber bullets that are less than lethal, Johnny. I'm I, I'm Anyways, confident, Tommy, that on. a gas canister into somebody's chest makes a thud. <laughs> it does. It does. Now and in any case, while all this is going on and the tanks and all the armored vehicles are driving around the property, smashing up cars and doing their fun thing because these guys are having a fucking field day, uh, they yeah. do accidentally collapse 
one of the uh, one of the raid shelters, which is basically made out of a buried uh, school bus, they collapse it so they Oops. can't they can't they can't get out. And also, where wait, so like the like, like they dip into? Uh, they were driving over a, a they drive school what bus they thought was ground. Went to crunk. be fair, yeah. Well, no, they didn't do that. But they drove they drove over what they thought was ground, and it happened yeah. to be a buried school bus. And then that school bus of the weight of a caved tank in. driving over it caved Naturally. in and trapped everybody that was there inside. Um, oh, in the school the tanks, bus. Yeah, in the school bus. That's because they're using it as a raid shelter, yeah, uh, which yeah. is getting filled with you know gas. Gas. And yeah. one of the areas that they thought was the armory where they plowed into the pump with gas was actually uh, another shelter that was full of a bunch of women and children that also collapsed and blocked them from getting out. Okay, so, but uh, there's no real harmful long-term impact of uh, inhaling too much tear gas, right? So they just, I, I mean, they just, they suffered for a little bit and then got out in the fresh air. Uh, but they, which they lungs. can't get to, which they can't get to because their escape routes are collapsed. Well, right, but then like eventually when they let them out later. The FBI is sitting here after they're pumping gas and gas and gas into it going, nobody's coming out. What? What's our solution? Pump more gas. By noon, fires began to break out across the entire compound. Winds that were heavy that day spread that fire like wildfire. And, uh, and the FBI had no fire equipment on standby. No fire department, no fire equipment, knowing full well that... that that tear gases. They're going to release gases no and cannons. Preparations, and... Yeah, had no preparations for f fire prevention. So they're, the either, claimed, they're either inept or cruel. Yeah. The Which FBI one are they going that with? They have, uh, yeah, right? The FBI claimed they had no incendiary devices or no device that could cause a spark and make an incendiary anything. So, uh, although later that would be found to not be wholly accurate in an independent review that would say the FBI, in fact, did have incendiary gas grenades, but that the uh, fire was set by the Davidians. Totally not set by those independent or those uh, those those incendiary grenades. It makes sense totally that they would take... The yeah, it makes sense that they would take shelter in their, uh, you know, bomb-proof basically uh, awful Which, war shelters. I am not saying... Uh, and then also set fire to their own stuff. Now, I'm not saying the Davidians did, didn't set the fire because their whole thing is like the apocalypse, the end of times, like we'll get saved. If we die for a good cause, we're saved. Like it, it makes sense that they could have set their own fire. But even with that said, you know it's flammable. Where the hell was the fire equipment? You've got children inside. Where was your fire equipment? I mean, and, and at this point, it doesn't matter who said it because it was a, a situation where fire is going to happen. Probably, yeah. But at least a by the way, good chance. By the way, these Proud Boys, I mean FBI, are seen in pictures laughing in front of the burning compound. You can go online and find pictures of the FBI, like, giving the thumbs up. This is the equivalent of that yeah. one, that, the, the, the one compound in, in Afghanistan or whatever where we have the like the military. That are, oh, like, where they were holding the naked, up. Yeah, the naked, the naked, naked, naked bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, this. Not a good look. Not going, great. We did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's them. And all those children that were inside that compound, yeah, they're going to go ahead and, you know, and die. Just uh, die. After autopsies, I several of these just... died to skull it. 
yeah, several of these would die from burning to death, obviously. Several would die to skull injuries sustained from, you know, the shelter collapsing when a tank drove oh, over it. Sure. And yeah, others others would die directly, you know, the whole tear gas thing, like it only has minor effects. Yeah, several of these, of these uh, kids died from tear gas. From directly a, 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 a from tear gas. from it. Yes. I assume. Yes some type of inflammation uh, it's like it's like um, an arsenic it's like kind of like an uh, like similar things to like arsenic poisoning yeah so uh, like a blood a like a blood poisoning yeah. type thing mm -hmm. or whatever yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah that's not, i mean good so God. janet uh, well, reno okay so these uh but the children did escape their um you know their, their captors by being killed captors yeah uh, the aftermath. Now we're up there. We're almost done, guys. Bear uh, with me. The aftermath. Right. The autopsies revealed that 20 Davidians were shot, likely self-inflicted because no shots were fired by the FBI on that second day. Or that, well, the second raid, not the second day, but the second raid. Or is at that, least according that's to reports. A, is that but, accurate? So this is a bunch of people Sure. Suicide? These are the official. I'm, I'm or, giving you the official reports, Johnny. I mean, take it for what you want. I'm se several of them shot themselves five or six times yeah. in the chest. Five of those were shot under uh, under 14 years old. So five of those that were shot were under 14. Uh, 76 Davidians died in total, including 25 children, two pregnant women, and David Koresh, who will die. He's he's got a he's got a bolt hole to the head. He probably offed himself. Yeah, that sounds um, kind of angry. Yeah. Now, in the burned ruins, federal agents found 46 semi-automatic guns that were converted to full automatic. Oh. Uh, with, Yes, but there is some speculation as to they did were it. Were they actually were they actually converted? Or yeah, were they, yeah, no, no, yeah. Were the parts yeah, yeah, yeah. there, or were the parts there, like ready for conversion? Yeah, like there they, is some, they did it. They did it. But they did it. In any case, there are there they are the forty six. Therefore, yeah. there are forty six illegal guns. Forty yeah. six. So uh, warrens justified and killings are fine. Yep, yep. Uh, there are live practice okay. grenades, and I have to say, practice grenades—they're not—they're not like actual boom boom grenades. They're like you pull the pin, you throw it, and it goes, but like not like oh. boom. Like a there's no like, there's no lethal components to like it. Like a cork it's, it's, gun, like kind of yeah, like a, it's like a pops off, yeah. Like I mean, it, it, but it's not like a boom boom. Could you hold it in your but hand were, uh, and let it I, pop? I, I don't know. I wouldn't advise that. I wouldn't do it, but I mean, sounds there are probably some then. stupid people to do. Yeah, that sounds dangerous, but there. Are, but I mean, anyways, there are 21 suppressors that are found, which are also illegal without licenses. Yep. They did not have licenses for them. Ah, uh, damn them. But to be fair, the paperwork could have burned up in the fire. Well, hard to say. But they didn't have it on hand, so what are you going to do? But yes, the modified gun suppressors were actually illegal, so there was very loosely justification. Also, the the... The child molestation. They, well, they, there's that, but that there was there was no charges ever brought up on the child molestation or. Child well, it's because they killed all the kids. Um, <laughs> Twelve Davidians. Like, where's the victim? With, They're dead. Yeah, right. Yeah, Twelve Davidians would be charged with various crimes. Uh, one being dismissed outright, according to a plea deal, because he obviously turned state's evidence and said, "I'll testify against them if you." Let me go, yeah. which they did. After a two-month-long trial, the jury acquits four of the remaining 11 on all charges. So they're not guilty of anything. Let them go. And uh, and the remaining were all acquitted on uh, uh, of murder, but uh, but five were convicted of lesser voluntary manslaughter. So everybody's... Nobody's less getting charged with Less voluntary murder. manslaughter? 
uh, lesser voluntary manslaughter. So it's less than murder. Yeah, not not, so it's voluntary manslaughter. It's not murder. It's voluntary manslaughter. Five of them will get voluntary manslaughter. In total, eight were convicted of firearm charges. So out of this entire group, you get eight firearm charges for what started off as a warrant for illegal firearms. For, yeah, for that's all they wanted. All they wanted were those firearms. Definitely yep. not to raid and kill the Do all this shit, right? Yeah. The machine gun charges would all be overturned by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, it said, no, that's not not enough evidence there. Take that shit back. Yeah. Uh, they would be recharged and then overturned again in appeals. And basically what winds up happening is the judge sentences harsher punishments because machine guns are present. And okay. the Supreme Court says, or the Circuit Court says, no, you, that's like the jury's job is to determine whether or not they were machine guns based on the ATF's statute of what a machine gun is, which basically, basically is one pull of the trigger results in more than one bullet going out of one barrel. Sure. It's the essential name of a machine gun and not the judge's job to add time on based on that. Like, so essentially because the jury didn't determine that it was a machine gun and you just said, because they were machine guns, I'm going to give you a harsher crime. You can't do that. So all that was overturned. So by, as of 2007, everybody has been released from jail. So. Oh, mission accomplished. So say hi. Uh, by the way, the ATF tried to blame everything on undercover ro- uh, agent Robert Rodriguez, who uh, who threw all those all those asshats under the bus and won a two point three million dollar settlement outside of court. He said, "No, I warned you. I tried to warn you. These are all the steps I took to try to warn you, and you all guys went off half cocked anyways. It is your fault." Two point three million dollars. Two point three million dollar lawsuit of like defamation termination. Of character. Like, wrong, def- oh, wrongful defamation. termination. Yeah, wrongful termination. Defamation of character. Like you name it. He PTSD. Yeah, slander. Like, you name whatever. It, he else, won yeah. it. Yeah, he wanted damages um, and all that. Holy cow! No other, no other FBI agents were held accountable for their actions. Yeah, an independent, not. an independent study in 2000 cleared the FBI of any wrongdoings in regards to the fire. Uh, although they did say they again, they did say, yeah, they they had incendiary devices, but it's not their fault. Yeah, they door, had too much open, uh, too much oxygen entering the area, and too many flammable materials. Several would testify that the door was put into a uh, a, a truck and hauled off and never to be mm. seen again. Yep, that seems unlikely that that would happen. That seems that that's yeah, kind of because that could have been evidence fishy. that something else was going on. No, doors just disappear sometimes, Tommy. They just, yeah, just that, and just sometimes they're gone. And, and by the way, the whole roof thing that they were shooting from the helicopters, which would have been illegal. Um, yeah, can't do that. Uh, but it burned uh, down. So. Uh, but there's no, yeah, it burned down. So there's no, and when I say burned down, there is no, like the compound is gone. Oh yeah, it's they made gone. sure of that. I mean, it's unfortunate that that happened. But they made sure of it. And and the final little note is Timothy McVeigh, Johnny. I don't know if you remember that name or not, but uh, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he's the a, bomber dude. Yeah, he's okay, the bomber see, dude, right? And he he specifically, yes, o- Oklahoma. He specifically mentions Waco as a reason he did the Oklahoma City bombing two years to the date of the Waco siege. Oh. So way to go, ATF agents, because he also specifically chose that building because it housed the ATF in Oklahoma City. So this is our government protecting us from ourselves. Thank you. Cheer. Thank you. Cheers. That's it for this week in Historic Hindsight. Thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, subscribe. I mean, you're here. 
give it a like. I don't know. It's the end of the video. What are you still doing here? Uh, and if you're still interested, join us next week when we talk about Kent State.